Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I ain't going to back down. If he shoots me, he shoots me. You know, if I live, I sell a bunch of T-shirts. What three wrestling matches would you watch if you were stranded on a desert island? This is what I'm asking wrestling's best. In the ring, around the ring, behind the scenes, or behind a microphone. I'm Tom Campbell. Thank you for joining me on Cultaholic Island for another episode of Desert Island Graps. My guest at this time, Mance Warner. How hey, you Mance doing? Here, baby. This is day. Can you hold this beer for one second? I got to turn this around now. Okay, give me that beer back. We'll just take that beer. Walk out of here because I'm going to say some stuff. I want you to hear none of this. You keep that beer. I'll come back over there. I'll work my way over there and find it. Old Mancer's going to talk. A.A. Dub. Tonight, Old Mancer came home. Tonight, Old Mancer got the gold. Tonight, Old Mancer did what Old Mancer always does. When other people can't stand up, when other people can't take that spot, when other people bitch and moan and they can't make it to the show, Old Messer does what he always does. I earn my keep, I get in that ring, and I hit that goddamn pay window. AA Dub, this right here, this is home. This is Old Messer's home. I'm back, I ain't going nowhere. Anybody wants a shot, step in that ring. We will fight. You may kick my ass. I ain't staying down. I'm going to keep getting up, and I'm going to keep what I earn. Can be a simple kind of man. Won't you do this for me, son, if you can. If you can. Warner, how are you doing? I'm doing great, brother. Man, just thank you for having me on here. I like getting on here. Both. I got me some some beers over here. It's a good day, man. What beers are we drinking tonight? Oh, I got me. Uh, what do I got in here? Let me look. Always got a, a different collection of leftovers, and right now it looks like I got some Keystone in here. Those ain't the best, but they'll do. And then I got some Natural Light. I like the cheap beers, man. I I like cheap old beers. I go in there, get a six pack, get twelve beers, whatever it may be. And then you're set, man. You're set for the whole week. Well, for me, I'm set for the day, but you know what I mean. <laughs> is, is Helen drinking with you? Because I know Helen is the warlord of cats. Man. So I wouldn't she, be surprised if she had a beer on the go. <laughs> she's insane, man. Whenever I do any podcast or I'm shooting a promo or something, she starts running. She'll hear me yelling and she starts running around and knocking shit 
over and stuff. She's crazy, man. How did you come by, Helen? It was in a barn, wasn't it, where you met Yeah, her? so I ended up getting her. There was like a, a little pack of cats out there in the middle of the country. And I went and I looked around at the cats and I'm looking at them and she's the one that just kind of hung out by herself. So I said, I like this one. She's just sitting over there chilling. Look like she don't trust none of the other cats. It's awesome. Uh, how old is Helen now? God, I think she's about coming up on three, about three. I think she's become more like me, man. She was already crazy. I always say she's like a junkyard cat. But then, <laughs> one, you know, once I get her, she's just, you know, there was one time I had a big old cut on the top of my head. I had it like I, I can't I think I got burned on the, on the head in, in some sort of a death match or something and I had stitches on there and I knew this cat was crazy man because I'm sitting there and I fell asleep in a recliner and I wake up and she was chewing on the stitches man she thought I was dead or something and she was just going going to eat me she didn't care yeah so I, I respect that you know if if I die go ahead just eat me you got to live you got to do what you got to do could talk about uh, Helen all night, but we are here to talk about wrestling. In particular, Mansa, three matches that you would watch if you were stranded on a desert island. So from any promotion, any era, any time, what would you like your first wrestling match to be? Oh, man. See, I could get on here and say, because I know people are going to say a very specific match on a date and event. I'm going to, if I'm stuck on an island, God knows how I got there. I was probably drinking on a boat. Gilligan's Island style, and I got stuck out there. So it's my fault I'm out there. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to change the question around a little bit. Still going to answer it. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to pick two competitors. I'm not going to pick a date or a specific year. I'm just going to say, like, here's an example. I'm going to go with Terry Funk and Ric Flair. It don't matter when. It don't matter what year. It could be any year. It could be any one. But I could sit there and I could watch them fight over and over and over. See, I don't want your belt, that gold belt. I don't want your family. I don't want your money. I want something that's more valuable than that ever will be. I want your pride. Terry Funk's one of those guys where I grew up watching wrestling, you know, with with my family and my uncles. And my mom would have to watch it. And, you know, know, she'd sit there and be like, well, he's... I was, I'm insane. I've always been insane, but I would calm down if wrestling was on. So, you know, Terry Funk is one of those guys where as soon as you see him get on the screen and start talking, you know, you're sold right there. You believe everything he's saying. He ain't lying to you. He ain't bullshitting you. So from the first time I ever saw Terry Funk, same thing with Art Anderson. First time you see those guys are dusty roads. Same thing. They start talking. You believe it. There ain't no question. You ain't going to, you know, there was, you had no, no question at all about that they're going to go out there and beat the hell out of somebody. Legion of Doom, Road Warriors, same thing. You get on there and cut a promo, and, and you're with it and believe it, right there, I'm already sold, man. I'll, I'll watch anything you do. Blair and I see eye to eye on very few things. He likes to ride first class in an airplane. I ride coach. He likes to drive a Mercedes. I drive an old pickup truck. He likes a fast lane. I like the double cross ramps. One thing we have in common, though, is we both love the sport of professional wrestling. He says he's not a quitter. Well, I'm not quitting here in New York at the knockout. This time you see me, Terry Funk, it'll be live in Troy, New York, in front of thousands of people who have come out to see woo, the National Wrestling Alliance live and in color, the premiere. Athletes 
and what we know to be the greatest sport in the world are here tonight, and Troy, New York, woo, is on fire. Now, Terry Funk, we know what's coming down. It's called I Quit. That means two great champions are going to walk that aisle tonight, and they're going to get in that ring with one thing in mind, and that is to make, now think about this, to make the other say, I quit on a nationally televised program before millions of people. That's humiliating, that's disgraceful, that's the end. Think about it. National television, I quit. Well, I look at it like this, Terry Funk. I'm the world champion, the title's on the line, but if I say I quit, I'm done. For you, you've got nothing to lose. You're the pride of Texas. You're one of the true greats on this sport. So tonight, Terry Funk, it's no man's land. It's a crash course. But the bottom line is, woo, to be the man, you gotta beat the man. Woo! When you were younger, you'd be put in front of wrestling to calm you down. Is that true? Is that is, is that a true story? That sounds like I got a horrible family or something. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I get it, because wrestling, <laughs> no, no, no. wrestling was very safe for me. Like, it was one of those programs that, that if I was if I was playing my face up, my mum and dad would put me in front of that, and it would just, just shut up and watch that for a bit. Like, yeah, it, so I, I relate to it. It was one of them things where, as a kid, that was one of the few things that I'd pay attention to. That, or you could throw on some old scary movies. But other than that, you basically put people on there that are beating the hell out of each other, and I'm all about it. So maybe that reads a little bit into my insanity in my brain or something. I don't know. What scary movies are in your top three? Oh, man, Return of the Living Dead Part 1. <laughs> that one's a classic. Uh, any of the Friday the 13th films. It's hard for me. I'm not, I, I'm not one of them guys that can sit there and say this, this one, this one, this one. I'll sit there and I'll appreciate all of them. I'll sit there, I'll watch all of them. Uh, the Halloween movies are always good. I'm a big, you know, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. The remake of uh, Night of the Living Dead, I like that one a lot, you know? A lot of people say they prefer the original, man. I like the remake on that one. What to you makes a good horror film? I think it, it kind of go. I had a discussion like this a couple days ago with somebody. We were talking about uh, just movies, movies in general and shit. I think it, it all has to do with the story and characters you know same thing with pro wrestling the people that that we all like to watch or the people that we're entertained by are people that they ain't so much characters but they get on there and you believe everything you know what i mean you can sit there and watch it same thing in a movie you turn on a scary movie and you got some cool characters you got you know they all bring something to the table and then there's you know one badass trying to kill everybody and they all got to fight them that's awesome you you can watch that for about two hours you're good what was it when you first got into wrestling when was the moment where you thought, do you know what, this is actually something I'd like to do rather than just watch? From the first time I started watching it, I was uh, I was one of those people that was like, I'm going to do this. This is going to be what I do, you know? And you always go have people say, bullshit ain't going to happen. I always tell people, you just got to you know, set your mind on something to go get to it. You know, people are going to say you ain't going to make it. Who gives a shit? I remember, like, my family saying that I was talking about being a wrestler back when I was, I'd be running around the house and talking about it. I, hell, I had to be like three, four five years old, something like that, running around. <laughs> when, you're running, when you were running around the house uh, uh, wrestling and talking about being wrestling, which wrestler were you in your head? Oh, hell, man. It was something in WCW <laughs> for sure. On the second pick, I, I'm going to say Ric Flair again, but I'm going to say Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair. 
There's Helen. She likes Steamboat. I said Ricky Steamboat, and she popped over there. It's a great honor that Steamboat enjoys right now, but the bottom line is he is going to have the shortest reign of any world champion in the history of the NWA because Steamboat, <laughs> sooner or later, pal, and I'm not talking about the two distant future, you've got to wrestle Ric Flair and pal, you got to do it again. Being a world champion these last several weeks has brought a lot of different thoughts to my mind and the fact that there are a lot of other contenders out there. And that's why that stipulation was put in, Ric Flair's last chance. Mm -hmm. We've got three ex-world champions around the ring acting as judges to, to eliminate any kind of controversial one, two, threes that might happen when this match ends. But I will say this, Ric Flair, you are probably the greatest of all the world champions ever. Whoever comes out the winner tonight, I will shake your hand, tip my hat. But I will say this, I'm in the best shape of my life. I've heard through the grapevine that you have trained for hours to be in the best shape of yours. Let there be no excuses. Let the reigning world champion come out in this Nashville show. I'll see you there in a the squared circle, Flair. I've got the style and profile like never before. Steamboat, let me go on record as telling the whole world you are the greatest wrestler on the face of this earth. But, pal, today, right here, you got to beat Ric Flair one more time. Remember, Steamboat, and, pal, I'll kiss your boots if you can do it. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal, I'm the man. Ric Flair and Steamboat, you're going to be mine. Woo! You know, if, if you got Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair, like I've heard people say, and I think Flair said it in a couple of interviews, Ricky said it too, some of their best best contests the fights they've ever had, they're not on tape. You won't ever see it. You know, it was it was in the, in front of a sold out place, but it wasn't filmed. You know, we've seen what we say is their best, but they're telling us no, our best was back at this point in this year, and no one will ever see it. You know, so that's cool. But I could watch I them go at it any. I was recently watching a a Saturday night episode, and it had. Uh, Ric Flair and Steamboat going at it. Here he's up again. Steamboat is there. He caught him. He's going to have his hand. He's got a champion, though. Colonel Parker is soaking wet. He keeps wiping the sweat off his head. He's chewing that cigar like a like the tailpipe on a bus. Like a tailpipe on a... Never mind. Smoke oh. men down. What a battle. I, I don't believe our fans have ever seen a battle for the world title on Saturday night like this. We've been doing this on TBS for, for over 20 years now. Never a battle like this one. They had like 15 commercial breaks, man. They they just, they kept fighting. It was like the whole episode was them two going at it. It was awesome. I want to say it was like early 94 around there, but yeah, it was just, Ricky Steamboat's one of those guys, man, where I always tell people, he's a dude that you could sit there and watch Ricky Steamboat and everything that he does makes sense. Everything registers, everything means something. You get, uh, he's getting his ass kicked, and he's down on the ground. Just watch him sell, man. Just turn on Ricky Steamboat and watch him sell for 15 minutes. And if you don't learn how to sell off of that, I, it ain't nothing to help you. I don't know what else you can do. Ricky Steamboat's that ultimate good guy. 
He's always fighting, you know, for good. He's always against evil. He ain't ever doing nothing dirty. You know, he's a, even when he should, he's like, you know, he's like, nope, I'm a good guy, man. It's just, it's cool. You don't see that in pro wrestling a lot. You always see people kind of going back and forth or they just do what they do or whatever it is. But Ricky Steamboat was always the ultimate good guy. How did you discover your first wrestling training school? I had talked to Colt Cabana. I had seen him at a show and uh, I'd asked him where, you know, where's a good place to train. And he told me, go to Billy Rock. Billy Rock, you know, he trained Ruby Riot. He trained me. You know, he trained uh, Trip Cassidy, a whole bunch of people out there, you know. So he, he closed his school down now, but he was out there in Lafayette, Indiana. So it's one of those things where, you know, if you want to make it in pro wrestling, you got to find a place that's going to train you and do it the right way and teach you the things that you need to learn. Because there's a lot of places you could go, they're just going to take your money and not teach you a damn thing, you know. But you got to find a good place to stick to it, man. And it's just keep on going, keep on getting in there. And it lends itself uh, nicely to, to your history because Billy Rock was obviously trained by Terry Funk. Yeah, yeah, he went out there to the uh, Funk and Dojo and did some stuff out there, you know. So he was out there with Dory Funk. And it's awesome, man. Yeah, it's, it's cool shit. Did you know that before you went there or was that something you found that out was, on the day? That was something that we found out on the first day. So, like, when we get up in there, you know, we trained and it was just a, a little tiny storage unit, man. If it was uh, snowing, it was cold. If it was raining... There'd be water coming through the, the top of the, the roof of the building. There's a tiny little thing. You open it up. Sometimes it'd be frozen. You'd have to yank that some bitch open, but we just had a little ring, you know, one ring in there. And that was it. You go in there and run drills and just train and you do it. It was every Sunday and you'd be there damn near all day. Like I said, if it was cold, it was cold, you know? So it, was there, was there one particular day early, early on in your training where maybe you thought this wasn't for you? No, or never, was it man. Always just this is this is it. This is where I'm yeah. going. It was. Uh, I've always thought it's pro wrestling or ain't nothing at all. Like what you gonna do? You know, if your mind's set on something, you're gonna keep doing it. If you question anything, then you might as well just hang them damn boots up, man, because you ain't gonna make it in this shit. Talk to me about your first day at uh, Billy Rock's training. <sighs> man, uh, it was. Uh, I want to say the first time we were up in there, it's just a lot of cardio a lot of cardio drills and kind of learning the drills and kind of going through, you know, we're not in there busting out power bombs or nothing yet. You know? So I remember one of the first questions I had up in there was, uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to word how I said it to him, but I ended up just saying something like, uh, Hey man, can, when can I learn how to make a gig up in here? And then he looked at me and was like, you're crazy, man. Here, this is like the second time we're up in here and you're wanting to learn making gigs. I was like, brother, I got it. You got to learn it at some point. Yeah, you know, I went to IWA Mid-South. You learned that down there. That was my first uh, dipping my toes in the death match. Here's the deal. Tonight, Old Master got screwed out of a tag team title shot in the Candido Cup. Guess who it was? Big Ray again, screwed Old Master over. Now, we look back in the history book, Old Master came out here in IWA just under a year. And that time I went from being a damn near dark match, coming out there busting my ass with every one of these boys back here out in that ring, earning my keep, going into Prince, bleeding all over the arena, bleeding all over this whole place. Getting hit with light tubes, barbed wire, ladders, chairs, whatever it is, Home Master go out there and he does it every time. I had a title shot lined up with Dave Chris, the king of Dayton. Old Master was screwed out that one because of you, Ray. Tonight I screwed out a tag team title tournament. Old Master real sick and tired of this, Ray. You screwed me once, Ray. 
then you screw me twice. See, I get heat, I'm gonna walk out. I ain't done yet. You ain't gonna screw me three times, baby. You ain't gonna screw old Messer again. See, revenge gonna be a real mean motherfucker, baby. Old Messer getting his. Big Ray, your ass is mine, baby. I gotta get a lot here. Was it the Terry Funk influence that led you to the deathmatch circuit? The way that I've always kind of looked at pro wrestling, if you want to say you're the best, there's a lot of people nowadays that say they're the best pro wrestler and they're the best at this and that. In my opinion, if you're going to be the best pro wrestler, you got to be dabbling in everything. You can't just be saying you're the best and you only do one thing. And like you said with Terry Funk, he's the guy that Terry Funk never said he was the best. People knew it, you know. He could do everything. He could make you laugh. He could make you cry. He could you know, scare the hell out of you. He'd get out there and start riots and start fights all over the building, and then he'd get in there and do technical wrestling. And then when he's doing death matches, same thing. So that's kind of – my mindset was kind of based off of guys like that. Dusty Rhodes, same thing. You got to do everything. If you can't do everything, what's the point, you know? Do you feel like you, you gravitate more towards one particular type than another, though? No, not for me now. I get a que I get questions like that a lot too, and it kind of the way I break it down is there are some people that know me as a, a promo guy. Oh, he does real good promos, and then there's other people that oh he's a, he does death matches, and then there's other people who goes oh he's a comedy guy. You can say whatever you want to say as long as you're paying money to watch me, and you get your money's worth. You know it's a win win for everybody. I kind of try to do everything. I don't really lean towards, I just do this or this or this. I just go out and whatever is needed is what I do. And I think that's kind of the best thing you could do, bring to the table is kind of do everything. Cause any given night you're going to need, you know, you can't do the same thing every night. Is there anything that you haven't done yet that you'd love to do? Man, off the top of my head, I, I've kind of done everything. I go in, I get in there and do comedy. I get in there and do Death matches, technical, you know, I, I just try to mix it up all the time. So you never kind of, you never know what you're going to get, really. The Prince of the Deathmatch stuff was where you really cut your teeth as a deathmatch wrestler. What was the most, the most terrifying moment you've had in a deathmatch? Man, uh, there's been a couple of them. But I, see, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about pro wrestling. If you doubt anything or you question any, anything, you know, that's when you risk getting hurt. I've never really been afraid of anything. So there's been, there's one time I uh, got my hair caught on fire. I got hit over the head with a thing of light tubes and they had caught the light tubes on fire and it hit my head just perfectly to where the side of my head was on fire. And I didn't even know because, you know, you're moving around. All of a sudden you can smell something. I go, oh, my hair's on fire. Great. The camera missed it. So they didn't even see it, but you know, uh, <laughs> I like how that's the bit that's, that stays with you is, well, my head caught fire, but the camera missed yeah. it. Because it would have been, you know, it would have been a good T-shirt or a, a sweet eight by ten, and they missed it. Cage of Death was crazy. We went off the top of the Cage of Death and went through a bunch of barbed wire and boards and glass, and we fell 20, 25, 30 feet. I don't know how how high we we're up there, but you know, crazy stuff like that. There's all, you know, I got my tongue stapled to a barbed wire board. Unless someone's gonna pay me a couple thousand bucks to staple my tongue, you know, probably ain't gonna be doing the staple of my tongue to nothing. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We've teamed up with Audible to sort you out a free audiobook on us, like Eggshells, Wrestling in the Tokyo Dome by Chris Charlton. Sign up to Audible for 30 days for free, and if you don't want to stick around, you can cancel your subscription and keep the book. That's a gift from us. Go to cultaholic.com forward slash Audible to get yours right now. Your work as a heel, has a Cinefan threatened you with a gun? Yeah, down at IWA Mid-South, man. It's a special crowd out there, brother. It's a, <laughs> it's a mix of Kentucky and Indiana, and it's just all kind of right out there. You know, you got people from Tennessee coming up. It's, it's crazy, man. You got a whole bunch of different people in there. And there was one time where a guy in the front row, you know, because when I first started, I was a heel, man. I was always talking shit and trying to start fights in the crowd and just, you know, old school, old school heel shit. And, uh, I said, you know, I'm out there talking. Here's my cat running around again. I'm out there talking, <laughs> and uh, a guy stands up to show that he's got a gun on him. And then, you know, I ain't gonna back down. If he shoots me, he shoots me. You know, if I live, I sell a bunch of t-shirts. You know, if I go, then that's you know, it's a way to go, I suppose. Can't pick no no other way to go. So, you know, it's just it's one of them things in pro in any other thing in the world, you would question and go, what the hell is happening in pro wrestling? You don't. You just You've signed up for pro wrestling, and this is a part of the journey, man. At some point, you sit down and write a big-ass book with all the crazy shit you've seen. People call you a promo guy as well, and it's uh, led to you being connected to WCW quite extensively. This began with a promo with Effie, didn't it? Yeah, so uh, they announced at GCW it's going to be Effie against Old Mancer. So, the, you know, the crowd starts tweeting on, you know, people on, on social media are tweeting out, and they're putting stuff on Facebook, and and. I'm reading it and I can already tell. I'm like, okay, so they think it's going to be this style of like, it's going to be a comedy match and old Mancher's going to be real serious and get in there. Cause they already think they know what's going to happen. So me being me, I instantly hit, you know, I'm see it and I watch Effie's promo. And then I, I go, okay, well, I'm going to do a promo. But the only thing that I'm going to complain about is how he said WCW sucks. You know, that's it. 
Helen, get out of here now. I want you to hear what I'm going to say on here. Effie, Ole Messer heard the promo, baby. You said Ole Messer and Effie stepping in the ring at GCW. A classic. A dream match. Guaranteed, man. People going to spend their money and come out there and they're going to love every goddamn second of it. You said we're going to beat each other up. Hit each other real hard. Old man's going to drink a lot of beers after it and you ain't going to drink nothing because you don't drink. That's all true. But see, here's the issue. Old man's heard a podcast that you did and you said some words on there. You talked some shit on there. You buried a whole lot of people on there. But there's only one thing on there that Old Messer gives a shit about that you threw some shit on. WCW. Old Messer loves that goddamn place. And you said things about WCW on there that's going to cause you to get your ass kicked now. You made this personal, Effie. So at GCW in Nashville, Tennessee, I'm taking you out. For WCW, baby. WCW. And you can say anything you want, but when you sh on WCW, it's on. <laughs> so then I got the idea on the way up there. I said, uh, you know, I contact some people and I said, hey, man, I got this idea. And basically what I, what I want to do is do a tribute to WCW. And I want to work in every finish you've ever seen watching WCW. And I want to go in order. So when you watch the match back, you can kind of see, okay, there's a, a, a double pin. A time limit draw. Now it's got to go to the judges, and the judges restart it. A ref bump. Stinger runs in. Marco Stinger, you know, he's in there. You know, the, the taser, a guitar shot, a door, a diamond cutter. Just try to throw everything out there because people don't know what they're going to get, man. So, you know, I think people kind of throw themselves in, uh, in a box sometimes, and they don't really think outside of it and say, it's pro wrestling, man. You go out there and do whatever you want to do we miss wcw don't we oh man i think everybody does as much as back in the day you know people would be writing on the dirt sheets and saying you know 2000 wcw sucks go get a bunch of beer right now anyone that's hearing this go you know listen to the rest of this you know let us little mancer put some shit over first but then later go get some light beers and stuff sit down in your living room with your family and your kids and whoever else and turn on WCW from 2000, any episode of Nitro or Thunder or whatnot, and watch it. And I guarantee the end of it, you're going to go, God damn, that's pretty good. Let's play fantasy poker here, right? So it's it's the height of WCW in the year 2000. It's New Blood versus Millionaires Club. Bischoff and Russo are back. We've got every other match a gimmick match. We're going to drop old Mansa into the mix. Who do you want to go up against? What would you want to be doing in WCW in 2000? Oh, man, I... I guess if I'm coming in right right around that time period, you're coming in. You're coming in hard. You've just you've you you're coming in as as old man said. You're driving your truck in, and you're landing. Who are you going up against? Who do you want to work with? What would you want to do? Now my answer probably gonna surprise some people, but I think it, it would have been money. You have old Mancer <laughs> against Vampiro, and nice. you just let us do whatever the hell we want to do. You know, maybe we're fighting out on a on a damn out at a barn somewhere. Maybe we're fighting on the truck. Maybe. You know, they're always dropping blood from the ceiling around there. So we do a first blood, man, all kinds of crazy shit. Vampiro ruled, man. That'd be awesome. If, if people are going to watch some old school WCW 2000, uh, is there one particular show that is worth checking out in your opinion? Man, I, the way that I like to do it is I just turn on nitros, man. And there's always good shit on there that you'll find. I'm not saying every single match is going to be great. But when you're scrolling through there and you're watching them, you'll randomly see great Muta show up and he's taking on, you know, 
it, it just throw in the you know, Sean O'Hare and they have some crazy match or Rey Mysterio's against, you know, so, you know, Chavo and they have a 15 minute, you know, a 15 star match, you know, that's just a random, you know, it's just on there. Just, there's all kinds of crazy, the same thing with Thunder. You go through all Thunder, you'll find all kinds of crazy there that you never even knew happened. We'd like to spring this on people, as well as uh, three wrestling matches. You can bring with you a movie, an album, and a luxury item onto oh, the man. island. Man, sir, what's the movie going to be? Talking about all this WCW in 2000, I'm going to bring uh, Ready to Rumble out there. Oh, I know. I was hoping you'd say Ready to Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> what a film what a, how, how many times have you seen that roughly? oh man i've seen it so many times because back in the day it'd be on tv all the time and then once you figure out you could just steal cable all the time you could watch you know anything <laughs> on it. Uh, well it's actually a movie how about an album what i've got for an album man uh can it be like a best of yeah you can do a best of that's fine oh hell i'd, I'd throw like a Maybe Pantera, Best of Pantera on there. Or Big Crit. Big Crit's fucking awesome. I always try to put over Big Crit whenever I can on a on a podcast or something. Big Big Crit's a rapper. A lot of people don't know who he is nowadays. There's, you know, I don't hear a lot of people talk about him. You just put in Big K-R-I-T on YouTube and listen to it, and you'll you'll enjoy it. How did you discover him? Man, I, I, I used to be the king of getting mixtapes at the gas station all the time. I'd roll in there and get my beers, and then they'd always have mixtapes in there, so I'd just take them. Well, I'd pay for them. I ain't a thief or nothing. But <laughs> they'd be selling mixtapes down there at the gas station for a couple bucks. I'd get them all the time. You still have mixtapes in your in, in your? In no, your no, no. This was years ago. Years uh, ago. Now you just... I was hoping we'd open your glove box, and it'd just be full of, like, the Man, best of and driving anthems and all that stuff. That'd be amazing. But a luxury item. So an item that you can't do without. Man, can I just say beer? Is it possible to have unlimited light yeah. beers on this island? You can take a whole bunch of light beers. That's Man, I'm going to get some fun. beers. I'm going to get parched out there. You know, I'm going to need a couple <laughs> drinks. When's the best time to drink beer? Anytime. Anytime? Yeah. Is there a, a, whether a particular day of the week it, it tastes a bit sweeter or whatever? I think anytime that you sit down and, and you've made it through a day or you woke up so you, you're into a new day is a good time, you know, to get some, some light beers in you. You know, loosen up, enjoy the day. It's just, you know, get keep on moving. Keep on moving. What would be the, the, the flavor of a of a Mance Warner uh, uh, endorsed beer? If you, to, be if you have to brew your own. It would be cheap. Nice. Yes. <laughs> it's about the flavor as long as it's cheap. Yes, because that's what, when I go in and get beer, man, I want light beer and I don't want it to be flavored too much. Or there's, You know, they got all kinds of flavored drinks now. I just want just some beer. I just want just super cold. Got to be crisp and cold, man. You know, man, sir, this is family now. Ain't nobody taking our shit. Ain't nobody taking our shit. Before we get to your final match, uh, AAW on Fight TV this week. Actually, tomorrow night, uh, you're going to be on it. And for the first time, we here in the UK can watch what you're doing as well. Talk to us about AAW. Oh, man. it's a, So we're out there in Chicago. We, we couldn't have no shows, you know, because of COVID and everything going on. But Thursday night, you can get it on Fight TV. I want to say it's like $11.99 or $12.99. But this is one of them companies, man, where – you can look back through the years and it's to, you know, you can look forward and there's, there's guys always at this company and gals always at this company that down the road they're you know, you're going to see them on, on TV at the, at the big company, you know? So it's like, you come to this place, it's a damn family. The way I always explain it to people, you go to AAW, 
there ain't nothing like a Chicago crowd, man. I've heard people say it before. If they had to throw like, you know, if they had to throw out a, a one place to where pro wrestling, you know, it, it represents pro wrestling is Chicago, man. You go out there and if you went over that crowd and you get over in front of that crowd, you could get over anywhere, man. Cause Chicago will eat you up. If you suck, if you don't bring it, you don't care. They, you know, they'll give it back to you. But if you care and you're busting your ass and you are showing that you love this business, man, they're going to appreciate you. They're going to always be there. They're going to enjoy it. It's awesome, man. It's a family out there. AA Dub. So, you know, we're, we're live on pay-per-view baby right here on fight TV. You spend that money, sit down, get them beers with your family. And, and watch it, man. You go. I I can tell you this much. If you get this pay per view, and you go, I always say it's a pay per view, man. It ain't no streaming thing. It's a damn pay per view. You sit down and watch this. At the end of it, you are gonna go, okay. I want to see the next one too. There ain't gonna be nobody that goes, oh, that that was that was garbage. It's gonna be awesome. I can, and I guarantee it to you, man. It's gonna be great. First time in the UK, you can watch it on Fight TV. Have you have you had much experience in the UK, man? I ain't never been down there, man. I, I want to go. I'm ready to go whenever things, you know, hopefully things get back to normal and it's safe and people, you know, I would love to get down there at some point. So is there any particular a wrestler from this side of the water that you're familiar with past or present that you'd love to, to get in there with? So we're going off the past, man. Regal. Regal's the, yeah. he's the man. He's absolutely. Can you remember your first time you saw him wrestle? Yeah, it was when he first got on to WCW and he was, uh, they were pushing him as a baby face. It was weird because you could watch him and you could tell like, well, no, this guy's a heel. <laughs> and then, he, then he's a heel and you're like, this guy's awesome. Everything Regal's ever done is great. Next week on Desert Island Graps, we chat to the highest ranking British female in the PWI 500, Chakara. What's made you fall in love with Ratatouille? It's the best film ever, that's why. <laughs> that's why, right? I, I, I need to explain myself to you. <laughs> best film ever. You've got one more match for your DVD. So we've got any Flair and Funk match. We have any Flair and Steamboat match. What would your third one be there, Mans? Now, I'm going to go back on what I said earlier because I was thinking. Okay. As we're and this is a match. That, so, 1992 Royal Rumble. And there's a bunter! No! Oh, yes! Damn it! It's Ric Flair! Oh, you can kiss it goodbye, Brain! Never before in the history of the Royal Rumble has anyone who has drawn That entire Rumble match, man, from the talent in the ring to the commentary to the story, everything about that, I can watch it. I watch that probably, I'd say I watch that 10 times a year, man, all the time. I love that damn Rumble. So this is, this is I think this is the only Rumble that's been picked on on all the on all the episodes of this podcast because again it's the it's the definitive rumble it's the story of Ric Flair just pushing on through it all Bobby Heenan on commentary plays a blinder and it's just and it, it's Ric Flair somehow defying the odds and winning it all is there a particular moment from that match that people may have forgotten in the in, in the annals of time that you always enjoyed so uh, 
Bobby, Bobby the Brain's commentary throughout that whole thing from when Ric Flair draws the number and he comes out, Bobby starts getting all mad, you know, he's, he's yelling and he's all worked up. And, and then throughout the match, as he stays in there, he keeps checking on, you know, where's Flair out? What's Flair doing? And then at one point, Flair's in there with uh, Jake the Snake. Or no, it's Flair and Piper are going at it. And then Jake the Snake comes in, and Jake comes in, and he just sits in the corner because Jake's a heel at the time. But he comes in and just sits down and watches Flair get beat up. So then Bobby starts yelling about Jake. And then Jake makes a save. And then Bobby starts thanking him. And then – Piper makes the save, and then he starts yelling out how it's. Uh, he says it ain't a kill. It's or it's not a skirt. It's a kill. And then later he yelled. He turned. He just turning on everybody the whole match, just <laughs> talking every single part. It's great, man. Do you remember when you first watched it? Oh man, I had it on. Uh, I saw it live. I have it on a uh, videotape somewhere. So but you yeah. stayed and watched it live on live on paper. Was it on pay per view? Yeah, it was on pay per view. So I, I got that on on videotape somewhere with like the whole. Uh, intro the whole beginning you know the the pre-pay-per-view whatever the little preview show or whatever Vincent Mann throwing out his voice as he describes oh, yeah. every wrestler walking out to the ring yeah oh, <laughs> that's yeah. The, the best man would you who were you watching that with were you watching that was that sat on your own were you with your family were you with I think friends? that was family yeah family sitting around watching it and I'm from a family wrestling fan yeah I remember uh the family rooting for flair because we all love WCW and my uncles all watched you know NWA back in the day so Flair's their guy, and they all hated Hogan, and NWA was was their shit. So when Flair's in there, they're all rooting for him. So that was that was a cool one. It sounds like your whole family and extended family are wrestling fans. Yeah, and then you know, you, you, it's just it, back in the day, it's just kind of the way it was, man. There, you know, it, I'm trying to think. So you go through the '80s and the '90s. Everybody watched it, even if people that said they didn't watch it, they were watching it. The what was the reaction when? Uh, your family first saw what you do now? Well, it depends what they see because sometimes if they see some crazy deathmatch thing, you know, they're, they ain't all about that. But, you know, then – but it all depends what it is. You know, I think just like anybody in pro wrestling, if their family's watching something and, and they see it, they may love it or they may, you know, you may get heat with the office, you know, when you get home. So you never know. This has been really great chatting to you. Thank you so much for your time today. Before we let you go, tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, you, see, you search uh, Mance Warner on, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. It's all on there. I got uh, T-shirts on. Uh, I got to remember all these T-shirt companies out here. Doublehell.com. <laughs> I got T-shirts on there. They got a bunch of different stuff on there for Old Mancer, Tony Deppin, uh, Manders, AJ Gray, a whole bunch of guys on there. Tank Man, Calvin Tank Man. Uh, you got Pro Wrestling Tees. Everybody got T-shirts on there. Uh, you know, if you go to, uh, sgcmerch.com, that's a second gear crew. That's a, basically a gang of old Mancer, Matthew justice, AJ gray, you know, that we're a bunch of psychos, Steve Manders, Effie's on there. Effie's crazy as hell, but yeah, you got, you just put in Mance Warner. I got all kinds of shit for sale, but once again, AA dub on Thursday night, fight TV, get on there watch that. I I've watched all kinds of shit on fight TV. It never messes up for me. So if it messes up for you, you yell at them because old Mancer didn't do nothing to it now. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 